Episode number 829. Facts tell, stories sell. You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Well, I just got back from uh, Venice, Italy, uh, where we did a regional event, and okay, I took a few days off. At the same time in, in Venice. And uh, I am on my way this week to Florida for uh, BNI Cruise, uh, the US member extravaganza winners. And so, uh, oh, fun. Still, still traveling for BNI quite a bit. Uh huh, fun. And who's on the podcast today? Well, we have somebody who has been on a couple of podcasts, uh, Charlie Lawson. Charlie. Uh, has been on twice, he, uh, episode 746 and episode 588. It's great to have Charlie back uh, a third time. Uh, Charlie likes to call himself an unnatural networker, and most experts talk about networking as, though it's easy to talk to strangers, Charlie helps uh, other unnatural networkers, introverts, I would say, uh, gain confidence by putting networking across from the point of view of someone who'd rather avoid it completely. Uh, Charlie's uh, highly regarded. He's a highly regarded keynote speaker and author, and uh, he gained his expertise from 13 years as national director for BNI in the UK and Ireland. And he now trains other unnatural networkers and and probably a few natural networkers as well, uh, particularly those in professional services sector to achieve success from networking. Charlie, welcome back to BNI podcast. Thanks for having me on, Ivan. It's great to great to be on. Well, it's good to have you here. Today, we're going to talk about uh, facts tell and stories sell. Could not agree more with that. So give us your perspective, Charlie, why stories are so incredibly powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, facts tell, stories sell is definitely something I've heard you say before. But uh, I think I'm, I'm talking about stories from the context of how BNI members and indeed anyone who wants to grow their business through networking um, perhaps can use stories to make a difference uh, in their weekly chapter meeting. Um, I'll give you a two good example when we're t- talking about stories is to tell you a story. So let me let me dive straight in and then we'll, we'll look at what uh, what the story said. So this is a story about a BNI member, travel agent, a lady called uh, Marie, and she was sat in her office at about quarter to six on a Friday afternoon. Now, I don't know about you uh, listening to this, I don't know about you, Ivan, but at quarter to six Friday on a Friday afternoon, are we proactively thinking, right, let's do business, let's, let's move the business forward, let's see what we can do? No. Of course we're not. We're thinking about the weekend as she was, and she had some friends coming over, and they were going to have uh, a takeaway meal, and she was kind of deciding what she was going to have off the menu. That was that was where her mind was. Anyway, call goes off in her office, and there's a lady on the other end of the line who's very obviously upset. She's crying. And he says, well, what, what's going on? How can I help? And it turned out that this lady was due to get married the next day on the Saturday, and then fly off on a honeymoon uh, from the UK, this was, to, uh, to, the, to the Caribbean. Uh, and she was due to fly on the Sunday. But the problem was, and the reason she was upset, is because 
there were no flights to the Caribbean. There was a strike. I, I don't know what exactly was the problem, but it just there were no flights. There was nothing going on. There was no way they could uh, could fly and effectively honeymoon ruined, but potentially, you know, that ruins the whole experience of, the, of getting married. And she was calling up <laughs> Marie just saying, look, is there anything? I know it's last minute, but is there anything you could do? Marie didn't want to promise anything because this was last minute, but she said, let me see what I can do. And she just asked one question. She said, where are you going to be tomorrow morning? Are you on the, on the morning of the wedding? And the lady said, I'll be getting ready for it at her mum's house, gave her the address. Put the phone down and Marie picked it up again, called a couple of contacts. She went online and she managed to source exactly the same type of holiday. Uh, so same spec hotel, same date, same budget, uh, even down to a couple of the excursions that they, uh, they, 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 they they'd planned. Um, the only difference was it wasn't in the Caribbean. It was in Hawaii. Next morning, she went around to this lady's mum's house, said to Marie, there you go. There's the tickets that normally about £150 late booking fee for this. But hey, that's my wedding present to you. I hope you have a wonderful time in Hawaii and I hope you obviously have a lovely day today. Story didn't finish there though, because about three weeks later, uh, Marie was sat in her office again and she received a postcard through the door. On one side, on the postcard was this idyllic Hawaiian beachside scene. On the other, just a few short words. We don't know what we'd have done without you. Mm. End of story. My question, I mean, I would you know, you, you couldn't be answering this if you're listening to this, but Ivan, t- tell me what you think. Would you refer business to Marie based on what you just heard? Absolutely. No question would, about it. Yeah. Exactly. And this is the thing where stories cut so powerful for, for members is they help you get remembered. They help you get recalled by different members in your chapter during the course of their working week, and they help me get referrals. Um, so yeah, remembered, recalled, and referred. That's what happens when you tell good stories like that. The challenges, and I'll let you come in just for a second, challenges that sometimes the stories you'll hear don't always hit the mark. And I've got a couple of couple of points to help help with that in a second. But I'll let you come in for, for, for a moment. Well, listen, I love that phrase, remembered, uh, recalled, referred. Uh, I think that's uh, a great way of remembering what you want in a story, in a, in a B&I context. Um, and, you know, if you tell a really good story like that, it, it other people are able to repeat it. Even if it hadn't ha- happened to them, they could say, you know, I, a uh, great travel agent. I have a, a friend. This is an experience that she had. And you're almost able to repeat it, you know, word for word because it, it was such a detailed story that the person gave. So, yeah, stories are really, really powerful. And that's a great example of one. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's that ability to recall, I think, is really powerful. But sometimes, and I've definitely heard BNI members say this many times in the, my years as national director uh, of BNI in the UK and Ireland, I'd, I'd have people say, well, look, I, I get it. I, I, I know I'm supposed to tell stories. I, I can understand why they're powerful, but I never hit the mark. They never, they, you know, I don't get people going out sharing the stories. So I started to look at it. And effectively, it's a bit like uh, when, um, uh, making a, a recipe, build, breaking a cake, for example. You've got your ingredients list. When you're building, building a story, you've got to put the right ingredients in. Uh, because let's face it, not everyone is a master storyteller. It, it takes some some work and practice to make it happen. So I've got 
six things that I think I'll quickly run through them just to, to that I would encourage anyone to put in their stories. First thing is there's got to be a problem. If there isn't a problem, uh, some sort of issue, some sort of challenge, well, you haven't got a story. Uh, simple as that. So there's got to be a problem that needs to be overcome. There's got to be a solution as well. Um, now, sometimes we think, well, solution is always going to be a happy ending. Sometimes it doesn't resolve in that way, but there's got to at least, it's got to at least, we've got to see the, the, the problem uh, sorted out in some way. Um, you need to have some structure, uh, a sort of start, middle, and end. I'll come back to that in a second. There's a bit more to say on that. The key one for me is emotion. Uh, you know, if we're talking about getting people to really not only remember it, but recall and retell that story, uh, as we were just mm -hmm. saying, it's when they feel the emotion, uh, you know, what the, what the person's in, in the stories going through and what they're feeling and that their challenges. Um, take, take Marie, uh, with the, the, the travel agent with this lady. We just want to know, did, did the lady get to go on a on a honeymoon? You know, that was, it, it's just that emotion because we can, we kind of find ourselves putting our, in, in the, their shoes. You've got to have some characterization, you know, the goody, the baddie, the, the, uh, the person who's got a problem to solve. You've got to have all those. And I think the last one as well that really makes a difference to the story is just putting in a couple of details. You can't over, fill it with details, it would just get unwieldy. But as an example, when did the call come into Marie's office? It came in at quarter to six. And we remember that because we were talking about, well, what she deciding what she was going to do that evening, what, what takeaway was she having. So just a couple of details like that can really help. So all of that, those ingredients go in. The key though, as I said, was getting the emotion right. And I said, I'd come back to the structure and I kind of divide the structure into three areas. You've got the setup where you, you know, Lay out the problem, lay out the characters, who's who's in it, who's, you know, what, what's the issue, what, what are they going through, what, where are they? You've got, in terms of this type of story, this is a, a, a member telling a story about their business. You've got what they as the member did to solve it. And then you've got the afters, you know, what happened after the story finished. You know, did mm -hmm. everyone sail off happily into the sunset or what, what will happen afterwards? So in those three sections, set up what you did and afters, you then can weight your story appropriately. The challenge is, as I said, many people don't, the NR members don't get, their stories don't quite hit the mark. It's yeah. because they put too much weighting on the what you did bit. Now, I'll give you some percentages here. I like to weight the importance of these three sections in percentage terms. Yeah, I get very we've got a couple more minutes, so. Um, I will be quick with this. Yeah. I'll be really quick. The setup, I give it 47.5% of importance. I give mm -hmm. the afters 47 and a half percent. I'm very precise on these numbers. And that's mm -hmm. right. For maths fans, that means only 5% of the importance comes from what you did. Because here's the thing. What you do is actually really boring. Mm -hmm. I'll say that politely, obviously, because what you do is your life's work and your business and you love it. But what you do from a storytelling point of view is actually not interesting at all. It's boring from the point of view of the story. What we want to hear about is how the client felt. How did they feel beforehand? You know, they're obviously worried about something, upset about something, got an issue, need something sorted. How did they feel afterwards? Yes. Did you save them time, money? Did you let them go on their honeymoon? Whatever it was. And it's those bits that create the emotion and get people remembering and recalling your story. So, yeah, it's not what you do. It's how the client felt about you and uh, what you did both before and after. That's the key to a good story. Well, this is great content, uh, Charlie, and I think members all over the world could use this. I have one quick question. Uh, you, you, the fifth item, you have problem, solution, structure, emotion, characterization, details. Can you give me just 10 seconds on characterization? Yeah, ca characters. I mean, in this one, we've got to you think of any 
book movie, uh, you know, Which you're talking about the people. yeah, the people, the Bad. goody, the baddie, the damsel in distress. Now, yeah, sometimes the problem, you know, the, the baddie isn't necessarily a sort of James Bond style bell right. laddie trying to blot plotting to blot the world, but it's a maybe a metaphorical baddie. There's a situation in, you know, Marie's case, this lady can't get to go on a honeymoon. So that's the, that's the, 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 the baddie in this case. Well, Charlie, this was, this was really valuable information for our members and I appreciate you taking the time to, to do this today. Absolute pleasure. Uh, Priscilla, over to you. Okay. I think that's it for this week. Thank you so much for that great information. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your B&I experience. So check out the great material available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. <laughs> <laughs>